You're listening to the Hippie Haven Podcast. I'm Callie, and it's my life mission to empower you with the tools and resources you need to spark positive change in your community. Just over three years ago, I started Bestowed Essentials, which has now grown to be South Dakota's largest handmade soap company, and we also make a variety of other beauty and cleaning products. Bestowed Essentials has been recognized by FedEx as one of their top 100 small businesses for two years in a row. In December 2019, my team and I opened Hippie Haven, a zero-waste store and community space in Rapid City, South Dakota, with an online shop as well, and of course, I host this Hippie Haven podcast. If you're new here, I release an episode every Wednesday, which you can get instantly downloaded to your phone for easy listening by subscribing to this podcast on any of the major podcasting apps. The show notes and full transcript for every episode are available on my website, hippiehavenpodcast.com. You can also learn more about me on the website or by following along on Instagram at hippiehavenshop. Here at Hippie Haven, we've been making the most of this unexpected downtime since temporarily closing our store by finally starting a YouTube channel. Our Rapid City team, which currently includes myself, Cheska, and Hannah, are now making video content for you to learn how to reduce your impact on the planet, make DIY zero-waste products, and see behind the scenes at both of our earth-conscious companies. Check out our videos and subscribe now by clicking the YouTube link in the show notes of your podcasting app. Subscribing to our new channel is a free and incredibly easy way to help our small business during these difficult times. And as always, thank you for supporting the work we do. My guest today is Tony Okamoto. She's the founder of Plant Based on a Budget, the popular website and meal plan that shows you how to save money by eating more veggies. Tony's the author of two books, The Plant Based on a Budget Cookbook and The Super Easy Vegan Slow Cooker Cookbook. She's also the co-host of the Plant Powered People podcast. And today, Tony and I will be talking about how you can eat plant-based on a budget. Tell me a little bit about yourself and why you've chosen a plant-based lifestyle. Well, I have had a very, very long journey with lots of different reasons to move me along. It originally started as a health decision. I was in high school constantly getting sick to my stomach at track practice because I was eating Taco Bell every day at lunch. And I, I know it's apparently not the best food for optimal health. Yes. And my concerned coach suggested perhaps not eating fast food every day. And to me, that was crazy talk. I didn't really know of food serving any other purpose but to taste good in my mouth and to register it as something that fueled my body and could impact me as an athlete really was eye-opening. So that was the original, the genesis of my whole journey. It was mostly to become a better athlete. And from there, I slowly, 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 and gradually removed animal products over many years. First, I became a vegetarian after I moved out of my family's house. But even then, I wasn't really strict. I would pick pepperoni off of a pizza. I would not care so much about chicken broth or beef broth in a soup that was otherwise vegetarian. Uh, And so the more I learned about the way I was eating and its impacts on my body, the more I was open to receiving information about environmentalism and animal welfare. And 
I think it was because I let my, I let my guard down. I was no longer contributing in the way that I, I was to those industries. And it made it so that I felt a little more at ease at taking in that information and realizing what I had been contributing to in the past. So then it became more of an issue for me about animal welfare primarily, but also environmentalism. And that's what pushed me over to in my, when I was about 20 years old, taking on veganism and becoming an animal rights advocate. And from there, it just became such a big part of my life and has really been all I've known as an adult. What obstacles have you had to overcome, if any, in, in turning to a plant-based diet? Oh, gosh. I, I've been faced with so many obstacles, and it really helps me stay grounded in my activism and in my work with Plant-Based on a Budget because I have experienced the real-life obstacles and understand that other people have even more obstacles, say their family like mine wasn't really on board. I come from a family who is, or that is really, that is really invested in culture. And it's extremely important to share food with loved ones. And it's even a sign of love. And when you reject your family members, food. It's basically saying, I don't love you. And, and so that was a big obstacle, sharing food with family. And since then, I've learned that if I bring food to share with them, it's not awkward. I'm expressing my love to them, which they realize. And it also introduces them to how delicious plant-based eating can be. So that's just one. But another one that I have personally experienced and also hear all the time is how expensive it is. And when I became plant-based, I had hardly any money. I was a student. I was a nanny and a part-time tutor, and I was just living paycheck to paycheck. And to hear people say that being vegan was privileged made me feel like, it made me feel sad because along with those, I also saw how poor diet was impacting low-income families like my own and causing them some pretty severe health issues. My family alone had type type 2 diabetes, heart disease, gout, you name it, it was in my family. I've even lost family members. My grandpa died of complications in a triple bypass surgery. My aunt had multiple amputations prior to type 2 diabetes claiming her life. And so the fact that people felt, including my family, felt sentenced to poor health because of their limited funds made me feel overwhelmingly sad. And that's the reason plant-based on a budget exists today. And do you think that your average monthly grocery budget uh, with plant-based foods is more affordable or about the same price or a little bit more expensive than like the standard American diet uh, grocery budget? I have spent a lot of time in grocery stores looking at food prices and trying to determine what the most inexpensive, healthiest ingredients to put together a meal would be. And I have found that it is significantly cheaper to eat a whole foods plant-based diet. There are so many good options right now on the market 
that are vegan ice cream and cheese and meats, but I'm talking about the whole foods ingredients like lentils and quinoa and brown rice and produce that are the cheapest that people have been thriving on for centuries. So how has plant-based on a budget evolved from when it first started as your project to turning into your career now? What does it look like at the beginning um, versus what it's grown into at this time? The biggest difference is that there are so many more resources available. When it started, it was simple recipes thrown on a blog. And what I kept hearing from my audience was that, yes, it's nice to have a recipe, but how can I take my $40 food budget and turn it into a weekly meal plan with these recipes? And that's where my focus started to turn. I now do a lot of meal plans. I have a focus of $25 per week food budget which seems like an impossible task to do, and it is very hard, but it can be done with, again, whole foods, plant-based ingredients like beans and quinoa and frozen produce is often the cheapest. You can find all kinds of other resources on plant-based on a budget like YouTube videos of what I eat in a day. I now focus a lot on social media and showing different examples of how people living all over the country can eat plant-based on a budget. When you say $25 a week, is that for one person? Yes. Yes, that's one person. Okay. And your blog and videos and and all of your content, um, is it focused primarily on like individuals, on couples, for families, or is there a good mixture for different uh, lifestyles? There's a good mixture. Uh, In my cookbook, Plant-Based on a Budget, I specify which are family friendly and on plant-based on a budget the website I'm not the only contributor and there is such a diverse group of people who have contributed over the years so there's really something for everyone families individuals couples gluten-free soy-free you name it and you just mentioned your book tell me more you have several books tell me more about those My first book was a slow cooker cookbook called The Super Easy Vegan Slow Cooker Cookbook, which is quite a mouthful. (laughs) Quite the title, yeah. And my second book, and it's my pride and joy, I love it so much, is the Plant-Based on a Budget Cookbook. I spent years putting it together, and when it came out, it really felt like I had brought this beautiful baby into the world. I remember just looking at it for the first time thinking, wow, I made you. That is so cool. Uh, And the concept is cheap recipes all under 30 minutes. I believe that budgeting is not just with money. It's also with our time. There are so many people who are working multiple jobs or who have multiple children and do not want to be spending all of their time in the kitchen. So I made sure that Many of them can be done in an instant pot. Many, all of them are under 30 minutes. And uh, I tried to use ingredients that were the cheapest. That means I didn't use ingredients that I love, like cashews and nutritional yeast. But I focused on what was going to be the most inexpensive for families. And I included optional ingredients if you have a higher budget to inc- to include um some of the higher and nicer ingredients. So share with me, if, if you will, some of your favorite tips for our listeners on how to save money while eating on a plant-based diet. 
Well, as I mentioned, I'm all about meal planning. And I think that that's the best place to start when you're wanting to cut down your food budget. Do an assessment of what's in your pantry and in your refrigerator and shape your meal plan based on what you already have so that when you're going to the grocery store, you're not having to go purchase a whole houseful of ingredients. And when you're there at the grocery store, I recommend really mapping out how you shop so that you're using your time in the grocery store as efficiently as possible. Because as I mentioned, we have so much to do in life and uh, staying in the grocery store should not be one of them. So the way I like to do it is I break down my meal plan and my grocery shopping list by where in the store I'm going to be spending most of my time. I know my store, my local store that I shop at most frequently very well. And so I know that I'm going to start in the produce section and I write everything down in the produce section. And from there, I know that I'm going to be in the where where the tofu is and then the canned goods. And so I'm in and out as quickly as possible, which right now is a really good thing. And, uh, and then, so even though bulk items aren't as easily found right now, I usually recommend going to the bulk section and, and stocking up there. I still recommend using dry ingredients when possible because they are the most cheap they are the cheapest, like um, cooking your beans from scratch instead of a can. Of course, it's more convenient. And so you just have to weigh out if you have more time or more money on your hands. Have you noticed any pricing trends or savings between like, let's say, for example, um, canned vegetables versus frozen vegetables versus fresh vegetables? Is there one that is like very frequently, no matter where you're shopping, the cheapest option? Or does it really just vary depending on like season and location and all of that? It really varies on season and location, but I know so many people who don't have the access that I do. I live in California where produce is so abundant and there are times where I can get a whole box of something that's in season for uh, 20 pounds for $5. I know that people who live in a more rural area and may only have Walmart or Dollar Tree store are limited and those are still great options. I know at Dollar Tree, I recently did a what I eat in a day video from there. You can buy really great frozen produce. So you can make smoothies, you can buy frozen peas, frozen broccoli, and put together with the brown rice that they have and the sauces and spices, a a very inexpensive meal. What are your thoughts on shopping sales? Do you think it's better for your budget to stick to your exact list? Or do you think it's actually um, cheaper in the long run to stock up when a grocery store store is having a really great sale on something that you do consume frequently? I guess it depends on how much money you have and want to spend. I've been in different situations in my life, sometimes with more disposable income and others where I really am living paycheck to paycheck and couldn't afford that. Right now, with more disposable income, I do stock up. So if I see something that I know I consume often, so for example, I saw the silk unsweetened soy milk, that's the one that we choose, for $2.50. Well, usually it's $3.50 or $4. So I bought four of them, which sounds a little bit excessive, but I knew that I was going to be going through them in that month alone. And so I purchased 
uh, in bulk. And what are your thoughts on couponing? Right now, it's it's fantastic to coupon because the stores and third-party apps make it so easy and accessible. I remember going to the grocery store with my mom and was so embarrassed because she would pull out her big accordion folder and have her coupons organized oh in there. Oh my god, my mom too. The big folder and she'd set it in like the the seat where the kids sit in the shopping cart and file through it and it's all out. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and she would hold up the line and be like, oh wait, I have a coupon for that. Oh, I have it. Yep. And so thank goodness it is not like that anymore. And now you can just clip your coupons at home on your phone and then scan your barcode when you're at the grocery store. I use apps like Ibotta and at Sprouts. I don't know uh, if you have Sprouts, but we have a a grocery store called Sprouts. That's my local one. They have an app that is tied to Ibotta. So if if you clip coupons through the third-party app, then you get savings on all of them. And I, I just think, why not? Yeah, we don't have a Sprouts here in South Dakota where I live now, but I'm from the West Coast, so I'm very familiar. And I'm so jealous. I miss Sprouts. I love them. They're one of the the few like decent, somewhat sustainable and ethical grocery store chains that I've ever found. So that's it's such a great company. I agree. I'm picturing that the, they have those gorgeous barrels as their bulk bins and just yep. like their whole aesthetic is so... Uh, now I'm like reminiscing over Sprouts and I've completely lost my train of thought. Um, yeah, no, I live in a, a pretty rural Midwestern area now. So we are so lucky to have a local... Um, food co-op here that I I frequent but otherwise the options are like Walmart, Safeway and Family Fair which are not decent corporations at all unfortunately Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah and then what you said too about living in California and just that abundance of produce pretty much year round you know here it's at least six months out of the year it's it's really hard to find a lot of of fresh produce because it's just out of season and, and can't get here especially when the weather is bad I'm pretty much in the Central Valley. I'm in Sacramento. So we have access to so many local farmers. And here where I live, every day of the summer, there is a different farmer's market within a 30 block radius. Oh my gosh. So lucky. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's, so lucky you are. It's it's really a something that is easily taken for granted. And I'm grateful to you for making me pull in that gratitude. Oh, well, good. Um, my last question for you, what advice do you have for somebody who's just getting started um, with vegetarianism or veganism or just a plant-based lifestyle in general? And especially for those, um, those people who are in similar situations to what you were with families and not understanding the, the motivation and the reasoning behind it. My biggest piece of advice would be to really be gentle with yourself. It is so hard to unlearn everything that you've ever been told about food and set yourself up at a pace that's going to make it sustainable long-term. It's not a race. No one, if if your friends are making you feel bad, then they're not the right friends. It, it really should just be uh, something that you can look far ahead and make sure that you reach your, your goal of wherever, wherever it is you, you want to be. And then regarding family, that one I'm still learning, but for me, what has worked is to really not use opportunities to dine together for the same opportunities to educate. 
enjoy your time with your family and maybe do something educational at a later time. For me, it has been almost always a birthday gift. For the past 13 years of being vegan, I've asked my family on my birthday in lieu of gifts to watch a documentary with me or visit a farmed animal sanctuary with me. And it makes it so that they're not as defensive hearing from someone else and not from me. And they're also more likely to take in that information um, if I'm not the one who's like, this is why it's wrong. Nobody wants to be told why they're wrong, but if you give them delicious food, share love and compassion with them and really be graceful, uh, they will want to know more about you and why it's so important. I love that. That is such perfect advice to end with. Tony, thank you so much for your time today and for sharing your expertise. And where can we go to learn more about you and the work that you're doing? I am at plantbasedonabudget.com and I'm most active at plantbasedonabudget on Instagram. And then my book is Plantbased on a Budget. And thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate talking to you. And that's a wrap. Now it's time to take action. Based on what we learned from today's episode, I recommend beginners check out the Plant-Based on a Budget website and try a few new recipes. Or for further impact, try committing to a completely vegan diet for one week. If you're already vegan, try to see if you can get one other person in your network to check out the Plant-Based on a Budget website and for them to try a few new recipes themselves. And remember, knowledge is power. So if you learned something from today's episode, share it with someone you know who'd also benefit from this free resource. If you share the podcast on your social media, don't forget to tag and follow me at Hippie Haven Shop so that I can repost it too. I'll be back next Wednesday with an episode about conscious parenting. This podcast is produced with the help of my communications coordinator, Ray Lynn, who also runs our Hippie Haven Facebook group, which if you haven't already joined, definitely hop over to Facebook, search Hippie Haven in the groups tab, and join our private community of fellow hippies making a difference in our communities. You can also support our work here at Hippie Haven by leaving a review for the podcast in whichever app you're using to listen, or buy us a virtual cup of coffee to keep us going. Visit buymeacoffee.com forward slash hippie haven to support the work we do. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. I hope you have a great rest of your day.